Capitals, you've had years of frustration, but here is the grandest celebration. You get to hoist the Stanley Cup. Alex Ovechkin, it's your honor. Come on up. So the truth is, we can't change the past. What's done is done. Putting ourselves on trial, acting as our own judge, jury, and executioner, is not the answer. Because a lot of the time, all that judging does is just ensure that we're gonna repeat the cycle. I'm not here to sit in judgment. Kicking the hell out of yourself doesn't give meaning to anything. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the inaugural podcast of Against the Boards, a fan support group podcast um, exploring the sadness and depression that's involved in being a sports fan. Uh, We welcome tonight Amanda. Hello. We welcome uh, Andy, the hockey guy. Oh, yes. Hi. Uh, Also known as the intern, also known as Andrew. And uh, Chelsea, my love, welcome. What's up? Uh, So tonight, guys, we're just kind of exploring the format of this new podcast. We're going to be asking some questions about the upcoming NHL season. um, And I'd like to start uh, every episode with with an acknowledgement of who we cheer for and why it is sad and depressing to be a fan (laughs) of them. Uh, My name is Nathan, and I am a fan of the Calgary Flames. And um, I still remember 1989 uh, when they won the Stanley Cup. And uh, bashing uh, garbage can lids outside on the lawn with my brother. And that was the last time that I felt happy. <laughs> wow. Must be nice to have been alive when uh, your team won the Stanley Cup. Uh, Andrew, do you have anything to say? Uh, uh, Maybe about uh, the Stanley my name Cup? Is, my name is uh, Andrew, and uh, I'm a fan of the Vancouver Canucks. And there's no need to go into why I am an angry individual all the time. Nothing to say because about the ugly jerseys, right? Um, That's what it did. The sadness just gets deeper and deeper all the time. Although the future looks bright six years from now. <laughs> Amanda? Uh, so my name is Amanda and I am a Dallas Stars fan. Uh, I don't have the, the, the breadth of my co-hosts tonight in terms of years of suffering Hmm. (laughs) um i only recently came to hockey but it has Hmm. been a rough go already (laughs) (laughs) the stars seem every year to have the pieces they've got all the pieces to be great (laughs) and they manage to fuck it up exquisitely and i'm uh not expecting anything different this year Chelsea? Well fucking said. <laughs> the Flames and the Stars have that in common, Amanda. Mm. <laughs> Underachieving. That could be the banner. Yeah. Yeah. The slogan painted on the stadium walls. Um, hi, my name is Chelsea, and I am also a Flames fan. Um 
I, unlike the host here, have never seen my team win, hoist the Stanley Cup, and in fact was born shortly after their years of greatness. Hmm. It's been nothing but dredging through slush. Well, there was there was the run, the right. run to the to the end. Well, and- we sa- we save material for other episodes. Oh. Oh. There's there's other sadness to explore with the there's, there's much more sadness. <laughs> there's yeah, lots. To talk we about. don't want any spoilers about that. Lots of sadness. Uh, that you could attribute that run to my acceptance of hockey into my heart. I'd like to throw something else out there. When you know when we're talking about how we sort of look at the the league as a whole, hmm. I think part of my sadness also comes from seeing my nemeses succeed. I don't know if if that rings true for you guys as oh. well, but mm. every time I see someone that I hate be victorious, oh. just it just hurts that much more. Oh, I yeah. I hate the Edmonton Oilers more than I love the Calgary. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Connor McDavid so much. Get this: I hate Connor McDavid so deeply that I would be okay with him getting injured at the Olympics. I'd be okay with it. You're talking about Canada's gold medal. I'm, I would surrender Canada's gold medal for a Connor McDavid injury. Oh that is how much I hate his Holy guts. <sighs> okay. Only Just, if it was, wait, caveat, it has to be a season-long injury. He has to be out for the year. And then wow. never play a full season subsequently. Oh, yeah. Nagging injury. Nagging. Can't get rid of it year over year. Oilers just constantly like, who are we going to put out on the ice if we don't have him to drag everybody around behind him? We should have drafted someone bigger to protect him. Oh, my God. Instead of that broken man, Lucic. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be referencing an article here. Um, It's from NHL.com. It's talking about the NHL's uh, biggest storylines for 2018 and 19, just so we can get kind of loose, you know, because we don't know what the format of this is going to be yet. I think that the normal podcast is going to be a lot shorter. It's going to be just, uh, you know, examining the last week and looking uh, with horror at the week to come. (laughs) Um, But we're excited because the season hasn't started yet. So this, I'm hopeful, actually. It can only go downhill from here. (laughs) Amanda. Yeah, I'm going to be spreading these questions around, though, because I think, uh, you know, everybody answering every question is boring. So, uh, Andrew, can the Washington Capitals repeat as Stanley Cup champions after defeating the Pittsburgh Penguins and ruining your whole year? No. Why not? I don't not? think they can. Why I not? Think, uh, what All has the... happened? What's uh, conspired mm, 18 over this, of... over this uh, summer off is Eight... that Ovechkin has become an alcoholic? <laughs> And uh, he's ruined. This year, he's ruined. 18 of 20 players are returning. It doesn't matter. The fire's gone, though. No, the fire. Now the weight is lifted. Ovechkin's going to be free. He's got his ring. He doesn't. He's going to be like yep. just scoring just at will. He's going to be just so free. Says the guy that the... drafted him in fantasy. <laughs> yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense, Nathan. The There's loss... no way. The Las Vegas conundrum, Amanda. What is happening here? Is is uh, are the Vegas Golden Knights going to repeat as Pacific Division champions, or are they going to fall? Um, I don't think that they win the division again. I, I think that that was sort of a, a miraculous fluke run. Um, but I do think that they make the playoffs again. I don't think that they become non-issues for for us. Um, 
them for you in particular. But I, yeah, I don't I don't think they're going to be the powerhouses that they were last year because people are have will have wisened up to to their game and um yeah I, and they've they've sort of not from what i understand built in a lot of like forward progress it was a we did what we had to do to win in the immediate so well they did add paul stastny and they traded for pacioretty but the the narrative there is that pacioretty they they traded ash sets for a guy with a concussion history when they already had a guy with concussion history that signed it with calgary so very similar numbers. They're just basically trading Neil for Pacioretty. Neil was already with the team, already understood the chemistry, and they're going to Pacioretty instead, and they're adding Paul Stastny, who's a significant center, but he didn't help the Jets beat the Knights, so don't know that that matters. I read that. Ne- I read somewhere, too, that Neil was instrumental in pushing the underdog mm-hmm. misfit toys theme oh. in the dressing room and he was a huge personality brought the team together i read why that you, too why? i read that too and i put a smile on my face for a half second before i realized that when people come to calgary they stop being what they were before <laughs> yeah uh john Tavares returning to toronto uh chelsea what is gonna happen here with john boy is he gonna lift the maple leafs to contention status are they going to go all the way to the stanley cup final or the eastern conference final are they going to make huge waves or is Tavares going to be a big fucking disappointment unfortunately for Tavares, besides the fact that he's dead to me for being a deserter is that people that play in toronto lose what toronto fans hearts are heavier than all of ours (laughs) the disappointment that plagues toronto is palatable at the beginning of the season. They're like the Dallas Stars of three years ago. Like all out firepower, no defense, uh, except they have a good goalie, right? Am I reading this right? <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, outscore the opponent and don't worry about the fact that you have no legitimate D-man. Oh, and also don't worry about the fact that William Nylander's not signed. He's holding out. He wants dry sidle money. He's not going to get it. They're eventually going to have to trade one of these young guns. But... Uh, Kyle Dubas, their GM, uh, thinks differently. So that's going to change uh, how the salary cap works. Oh, I hate them. I hate their guts. Well, but I have Tavares, so we've got to root for his personal success. <laughs> right? right. Yeah. Yes. There it is. Yeah, that's that's one underlying theme here of this podcast is that there is a uh, we're all in a fantasy hockey pool together, and it's also called against the boards. <laughs> and uh, yes, uh, Amanda has Tavares on her team, so she'll be rooting for his personal success. Uh, Austin Matthews can uh, suck a dick and die in hell, though, right? No, no, we have to cheer for Austin Matthews' success <laughs> with uh, with Tavares. Me and Amanda can cheer together. They're gonna get top line minutes. Don't yeah. don't worry about it. Uh, Eric Carlson going to the San Jose Sharks. Um, is this a, a triumphant situation? The, uh, it's going to be really hard for people to score on San Jose. The last time that a team had two Norris Trophy winning defensemen on it, they won a Stanley Cup, did they not? Who was that? The Ducks with Niedermeyer and uh, Pronger. Hmm. I don't know. That's a lethal defense, and there's and they didn't trade up much, trade much to get it. And Joey has both of them. I'm fucking terrified of Eric Carlson and the San Jose Sharks. But I, well, I'm, I'm sure that he intends to stay. At least I would think so. 
but they didn't secure an extension on him, right? Is that true? That's Still? true. I read something very interesting to that point, though. I read that a player has to be on the team's reserve list as of the last trade deadline in order to be able to offer him the eight-year contract instead of the seven. Oh. So the theory is, is that Carlson is waiting until the trade deadline to sign eight years in San Jose. But that causes a lot of stress, I would think, for a San Jose fan. Like, what, what does it matter? Eight or seven? Like, what's the big deal? Just if you, if you like uh, San Jose, then stay there and sign seven. What, who gives a shit? The big deal is that it's another year of $10 million. Yeah, fine. That's yeah, a $10 million big deal. That, get injured. That would be stressful for me. Yeah. Amanda brings up a great point. What if he gets injured? Why wouldn't he want to lock down his security? If he likes the community. Situation. What's that? Sorry. The Jerry Maguire situation. Ah, uh, yes. You know? He's got a dance. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Maguire, fuck you. Okay. Uh, Ilya Kovalchuk, 30, what, old? 35 years old. Uh, signs with the Los Angeles Kings, a team that's already old for three years until he's 38. This is a joke to me. I think this core is old, the Kings are done, and Kovalchuk is just a, another old piece in an old situation. And all of those King fans are going to hop on over to the Vegas Golden Knights here. <laughs> Does that mean this is the year that LA is worse than Arizona? I fucking hope so. Except for Drew Doughty. We cheer for Drew Doughty's personal success. We cheer for Canada Gold with Doughty. Uh, do, do the New York Islanders fucking suck now without Tavares, or is that all just smoke and mirrors and they're going to be just fine and dandy without him? Um, they'll be just fine and dandy not making the playoffs as they normally don't without him. <laughs> right. Or, or now that they aren't like living in the shadow of a superstar, Ooh. they come together and have like an amazing run. Wouldn't that be awesome? That'd be fucking awesome. That I would love that, that storyline. I have so many New York Islander fan or players. Oh, really? so we need them to do well. Yes. We need them to do good. Yeah. Uh, Oilers looking for a rebound. Connor McDavid, blah, blah, blah. Suck his dick. No one cares. Fuck off. I hate the Oilers. Dragging, Anybody want to say anything? Dragging the rest <laughs> of the team around in a knapsack. <laughs> yeah, that was he, down goes Brown. He puts the whole team on his back. It's him <laughs> lifting everyone. Yeah. And Nathan's hatred on top of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> God, that that might be the heaviest weight of all. The greatest news story of the last five years was when that uh, Edmonton Oilers player or Edmonton Oilers fan left his jersey in a urinal. Just <laughs> 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 triumphant. There's there's throwing your jersey out on the ice and there's fucking leaving it in the urinal. That's like I'm not coming back. That's what that is. <laughs> also, the weight of expectation delayed comment. Anything happens to you, Connor? You get even a little bit of injury, you're out of the lineup, and they miss the playoffs. That's how that works. That's... Well, they missed the playoffs with him, so. Well, yeah, but he was sick for the first. Yeah, he was. He had uh, two months of problems, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, oh, he, he feeling... had the flu. Yeah, he was feeling fatigued. Yeah, mono. Sounds yeah. like mono. Yeah, and Drysaddle <laughs> got a concussion in a bar or something in a bar fight at the beginning of last year. None of that happened this year, so they're on track. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're good. They're good to go. Start strong. The truth isn't the second round of the playoffs, and the truth isn't that they were terrible like last year. The truth is somewhere in the middle, and that middle probably still misses the playoffs. Ayo! Okay, uh, Chicago. Corey Crawford's got a concussion issues. They're being quiet about it. Nobody drafted him in our league. How bad is it? How bad is it? Are they last? How can Chicago go from being so consistently um, good to being 
just garbage. This is a great place to stop and ask Amanda, who has the most connection to the Central Division, who who wins the division, who finishes last, and where do the stars finish? Oh, God. That's a lot of questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just have to, first you have to conjure who was in your division. Yeah, I really got to like run through the All right. list. Here. All right. We got the Winnipeg Jets. Mm-hmm. We got the Nashville Predators. Mm-hmm. We got the St. Louis Blues. Ooh, we have the that. Dallas Stars. Tough division. We have the Colorado Avalanche. And we have the Chicago Blackhawks. And Minnesota. Oh, yeah. And the Min- <laughs> the Minnesota fucking wild. Fuck those guys. I was reading an article that was just like, Minnesota is the definition of mediocrity. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they are. So, it is. It's fucking They're just true. so unremarkable and boring and forgettable. Yep. Um, so, yeah, the Central is stacked, as you can tell from that list. Um, it's tough to say who will be at the bottom. I actually think the bottom is a harder question than the top. Um, but I'll go out on a limb and, and say, actually, maybe Chicago. Um, they've got problems. I don't know how they imploded, like Chelsea was saying, so quickly. Um, but they did. And, and all of this Corey Crawford stuff is, I mean, it's not great. And, and everybody else is getting better while they're staying at best stagnant and probably more likely getting worse. Um, so I will... I'll take a bet on Chicago finishing last in the Central. Uh, wow. Stars, I'm hoping, I'm hoping third or fourth. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> and much to my chagrin, I think Winnipeg takes it and possibly takes the Central or t- takes the our side altogether. Mm. And I hate them with a fiery passion. <laughs> but they're from Canada. Um, no, that's. Hey. And talk about a fan base mm. that went through the ringer. They had their team actually taken away from them. Mm. Yeah. That's then, rough. Then given back to them, and then they had to suffer through many years of developmental process. And... Right. Very unlike what the Vegas Golden Knight experience was. Fuck the Vegas Golden Knights. Like, if it's all... That would be... Suffer any pain. Their fans <laughs> didn't suffer anything at all. That would go in the column of all the Winnipeg fans probably daggers in their eyes for the oh. Vegas Golden Knight fans. Oh. <laughs> mm. Just wait. Vegas is going to make it to the Stanley Cup final again and again and again and never win. That's still exciting. I would kill to be in that loop, that purgatory. <laughs> what, would you? Yeah, that's fine. That's like, like ultimate failure. Round. Yeah, yeah, that's true. i got to reel in my excitement. Uh Andrew, actually, no, I'm going to take a moment here because um, Down Goes Brown is one of my favorite uh, writers because he makes funny articles. And he recently wrote an article about uh, 31 oddly specific predictions for each team. (laughs) He does this every year. He makes oddly specific predictions. And I just want to point out the Dallas Stars one because it's very sad and very depressing. He says, every year, I like to take a team that seems on the verge of a big move in either direction and pick them to annoy everyone by finishing with the same record as last year. (laughs) The 92-point stars fit the bill this season. (laughs) That's a fair prediction. It's probably true. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the Chicago Blackhawks, he says, if the Hawks are as bad as many seem to think they could be, it's going to be a tough season in Chicago, and they'll need someone to take out their frustration on. Luckily, the schedule maker serves up an old rival in the Blues four times in the season's first six weeks. Let's circle that fourth meeting in Chicago on November 14th and say that something ugly happens. <laughs> <sighs> it's fantastic. Buffalo, Andrew. Uh, yes, Buffalo. Is this the year 
that they stop being a piece of shit. Does uh, Rasmus Dahlin and Casey Middlestat and the addition of Connor Sheary and Jeff Skinner, is this, uh, you know, Carter Hutton and Nett from Nashville, is this it? Are we, are we done being a, a, a doormat? Here's an oddly specific uh, prediction. Mm. Rasmus Dahlin, although a fabulous young player, is going to get hit by someone, probably Wilson, and be out for the majority of the season because he's miniature, and I don't think he's going to be able to move like Goudreau past someone like Wilson. See, you see what's happening here, folks? He gets, he gets it. He gets the sadness of this podcast. <laughs> Sorry, are we being too hopeful? <laughs> <laughs> Can't let it creep in. You got to stay even level. See, Amanda's response to Down Goes Brown's thing, like that's a good prediction. She's very, she's she's ready. For sadness. Uh, she's ready. I like I it. feel like I'm in the hopeful stage. <laughs> the first game hasn't even played. We've had a decent showing in the preseason. We went to China. We looked all right. Mm-hmm. Nathan, all right. Should, we, uh, should we revisit the 13 phases of realizing your NHL team is terrible? <laughs> Am I in stage one? Yes. You might, you might be. You might be. One of my favorite, I think it was uh, Down Goes Brown's... Uh, it was the best article I've ever read. Article from the Flames' perspective, he was like, they really need to make the playoffs. So what did they do? They hired a coach that has never made the playoffs. <laughs> Good work, guys. Um, okay, so we have we had a few flash in the pans. We had a few surprises last season. The Avalanche made the playoffs out of nowhere. Huge improvement from the season before. So when a team goes from 48 points, finishing last in the league, to 95 points and making the playoffs... What is the truth? Are they uh, a playoff team in the middle. or are they bound to miss? And the same thing with the Devils. The Devils finished last in the East with 70 points and they bounced back with 97 points and made the playoffs. So the Devils and the Avalanche, are they out or are they in? I don't know if I, I care. You don't know if you the care. Devils are more likely to be in than the Avalanche. I agree with that. I like Taylor Hall. I agree with that. Now that he no longer plays for Edmonton. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's see here. Um, Columbus Blue Jackets. Heading into the season with Bobrovsky and Panarin, both as unrestricted free agents. Seems to be some contention. Bobrovsky said some weird shit in the dressing room. Panarin, I think, has pretty much said he wants to be traded. What is what is up with Columbus? Are they just a like? Is Ohio just a piece of shit? We need an American perspective. Uh, well, I don't know. But I do know that there's been a lot of buzz all summer about Panarin and Dallas. Mm-hmm. I don't care a whole lot either way, but I like certainty going into my season. So I don't, I don't like all these reindeer games, you know, here at the end and until the trade deadline. I'm like, well, just pick up, move, move people or don't move people. I don't. Let's get a team together here. Can we start gelling? <laughs> <laughs> Panarin scored last season. He led the Blue Jackets with 27 goals, 55 assists. What does it take to get a guy like Panarin? What has to go? Well, he's the equivalent of... Well, the Dallas uh, Stars could trade what exactly to get Panarin? I mean, they probably have to dump their first-round pick. Is that enough to get a guy no, like that? Probably not. Well, he's, no. been, he's been vocal about wanting to leave, and that brings your trade value down. So I think it might take less than you than one might think. And if it is less, is it a first-round pick and high-profile prospect? His points are on par with Sagan and Ben. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's those are the two best players on Dallas. You 
don't take a first round pick only for for that unless you're Ottawa. Speaking of Ottawa, <laughs> what um what are the expectations for Ottawa? Can Ottawa surprise people or is Ottawa destined to suck? Anything that Ottawa does it will be a surprise. That's right. Good. I mean, I, I think that anything better than bad will be like, oh, hey, hey, they, they weren't as bad as we thought they'd be. And then if they're super bad, oh, it's, it was even worse than we thought. I mean, everybody's going to be talking about it like it's some revelation either direction, I think. If they're not bad enough to get the number one pick or as close to the number one pick as possible, then them trading Carlson is a disaster. Mm-hmm. But don't they not have their first round pick? Correct. Colorado has their first round pick. So they don't even have a first round pick <laughs> if they tank. If they bought him out <laughs> and the first round pick goes to them in the lottery, the Colorado Avalanche will have possibly first overall. generational player Jack Hughes and Nathan McKinnon in the Central Division with the Dallas Stars. <laughs> <laughs> we need another team. Like we need to to Seattle needs to get another expansion team or whatever and then we need to absorb Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> some horse shit over here. I think Arizona's going to move to Houston at some point. <sighs> It'll upsetting. get better immediately. Texas is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I don't I don't know what to say. I sincerely hope that Ottawa does better than everybody thinks they're going to do. And I I sincerely hope that because I don't want that to to hang over them as a franchise. That would suck. That would suck to choose because they had a choice in that Duchesne trade to keep either their 2018 pick or their 2019 pick. And they chose to keep their 2018 pick and, and drafted Brady Kachuk, the brother of Matthew Kachuk on the Flames. And although I'm, you know, a, a big fan of Matthew Kachuk and I hear Brady's a very talented player, I think that if if they bought him out and Jack Hughes goes to the Colorado Avalanche, that will be a 20-year possibly lifetime mistake like just it'll it'll hang over the franchise for the rest of its existence well you know what they say nathan if you're gonna make a mistake make it last the rest of your life <laughs> is, that what, <laughs> is that what they fucking say well you know i agree i want ottawa to do better because the fans deserve better than the shit they've gotten right but like, the fans can't even show up because of location and traffic well this 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 little blurb is comparing Hughes to Austin Matthews. His his point totals in the uh, developmental league in the United States are one point away from Matthews' record. So he is another Austin Matthews level talent. And you put him in the Central Division with all those motherfuckers, and that's it just makes it worse because he's going to play at eighteen and he's going to be disgusting. This is his whole career. So fuck you, Colorado. If you just get gifted that, that's bullshit. That uh, sounds like the NHL though. Teams just getting gifted. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like a lottery players. ball falling out of a machine and giving Connor McDavid to a piece of shit franchise that needs to burn in hell. Okay. Sorry, everybody. What's this? Yeah, Krug like out. What's what's that, Amanda? It's a little bit hard to tell. Like if your hatred is for Connor McDavid, the person. Or you just resent that Edmonton got him. We could have a whole podcast about why Connor McDavid is a piece of shit. <laughs> oh, I think he is too. It just all bleeds together. Oh, yeah. No, the minute he put on the Oilers jersey, he was dead to me. The minute he signed that extension, I thought there was a chance he might be like, he might try to force a trade out of Edmonton. And I'm uh, I'm sad. 
I just I just keep getting more sad because he's so good and he can he really can like the, I think last year's season opener I was like okay motherfuckers you're fucking going down I got all jacked up and then he fucking scored a hat trick and the and destroyed us in the opening of the season and I just I hate I hated my life I wanted to kill myself okay um, still does turn on a dime here uh, okay the Seattle watch is the other big story tomorrow the NHL board of governors will meet and. Um, possibly move this Seattle expansion team forward. So my question is... That quickly? Yeah. Holy shit. So my question is, if Seattle enters the league, I think um, it'll still move slowly. It'll still be 2020-2021, probably, will be their first year in the league. So if that's the case, and there's an expansion draft coming, and it's going to happen all over again, and Seattle enters the league, and Seattle can only be in the Pacific Division, who moves? Who moves into the central? Is it Vegas? Is it is it because uh, Vegas is kind of in line with Colorado from a geographic standpoint? What if Vegas moves into the central? You okay with that, Amanda? If they start sucking again, or for the first time, <laughs> <laughs> start sucking like they were supposed to, or right. or Arizona could move to Houston and enter I think the central. Arizona makes the most sense, and even the move to Houston makes sense. Um, but. Okay. So when they move to Houston, are they switching owners or is it just... Yeah. No, there's a Houston businessman that wants to buy them. Interesting. Well, there's a lot of oil money down there, so mm-hmm. their team could get better just with a cash injection. Uh, Chelsea, can you please predict for me the Pacific Division? Who will win it? Who will be the last place? And where the Flames will finish? Uh, Calgary Flames are going to win the division <laughs> and the Edmonton Oilers are going to be at the bottom. <laughs> Strong predictions. That was that was quick. <laughs> I would have said San Jose would win. Uh, I'm gonna put Calgary third, and I'm gonna say. Uh, does the NHL have a wild card position? Los Angeles Kings are gonna bottom out. Personally, uh, well, technically they do have wild cards. They work a little differently than baseball, though. Uh, intern, can you give me because you are a, a bandwagon jumping uh, loser? Uh, yeah, you, I could do any division for you. Can you please uh, talk to me about the Metropolitan Division? The Metropolitan Division. Right. All so, right. Do so, you need a rundown of who's in that division, or are you comfortable? Uh, it is uh, Carolina, Columbus, New Jersey, New York, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and Washington. I think that... Uh, what website do you have up in front of you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was a little too fast. Yeah, it was. I'm going to say Carolina will be last. Uh, against my better judgment, I'm going to say Philly will be first. Yeah. And I think... Pittsburgh is going to win the cup. <laughs> God damn it. Is that an official prediction right now? <laughs> you are no. a fucking... No. Uh, that's just me being an asshole. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think it's going to be uh, yeah Philly on the top and Carolina on the bottom. Okay. All right. I'm going to do the, uh, the Atlantic. I'm going to say that the winner of the Atlantic division will be the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, the loser of the Atlantic Division. Can I get a rundown of who's in the lead, in the division there? Uh, Boston, Buffalo, Detroit, Florida, <laughs> Montreal, Ottawa, Tampa Bay, Toronto. Yeah, Ottawa is going to be last in the division with Buffalo right on top of them. Buffalo. I'm gonna I'm gonna predict that everybody says that Boston's going to be great again, and I'm going to say that Boston is going to be a bubble team actually, and uh, I'm going to predict that Florida is going to be the surprise team of the year, make the playoffs, and go multiple rounds. Ah, that means uh, some more success for Luongo. 
Yeah, possibly. I don't mind Luongo. Ever since Luongo stopped wearing that ugly blue thing, I've uh, I've started to appreciate him more and more. Oh, he's a funny guy. Mm-hmm. He yeah, is funny. I do like him. Now it's time in the podcast where we look forward to the uh, to the first week of the NHL for each of our teams to see what kind of sadness lays ahead. Is everybody ready? We're gonna start with Amanda. Mm. Dallas opens the season on Thursday against the Arizona Coyotes at home. How are you feeling about this game? I'm feeling comfortable about about that game. Are feeling you? fine about that one. Okay. If they lose that game, are you going to lose control? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, the I mean, until our next podcast, we have only two games that the Dallas Stars are going to play. So are they going to be two and zero, one and one, or zero and two on Monday? Because they what? play the Jets on yeah, Saturday. They, yeah, they play the Jets. I had hoped to go to that game, um, but then some things that came up that uh, prevent me from doing so. Um, I hate it. I hate. I hate that this is the truth. I hate it. But <laughs> we will lose to the Jets because the Jets simply just—they just—they just beat us. They just know how to beat us. Maybe it'll be different with our new coach, but I doubt it. I think it's just, I don't know if it's because the Jets are just like watching paint dry. (laughs) (laughs) team just falls asleep. I don't know, but we will be one and one on our next meeting. Um, That's very reasonable and very accepting of potential sadness. (laughs) Um, In turn, I think everybody's going to have to weigh in on this because the first two games of the season – before our next podcast for Calgary is against Vancouver. Yeah. It's a back to back. It should be really exciting for Calgary. Back to back against Vancouver. So I don't know what to say here. I mean, if Calgary loses both of these games to Vancouver. <laughs> What's going to happen? Then it'll be the most upsetting shit that I've ever seen. Vancouver, who just waived Sam Gagne at $3.1 million. Vancouver's a fucking dumpster fire, people. They are... Uh, this Elias Peterson kid's supposed to be amazing. The preseason has made him look like he could be. And Brock Besser looks good. And Bo Horvat looks good. But fuck you, it's Vancouver. Like, Calgary is supposed to bounce back this year. They're supposed to be good. If they fucking are not 2-0 and on Monday, I'm going to be playing funeral music. I will just be laughing in the background continuously. <laughs> you're, expect- being like, you're expecting to be 0-2. 1-1 one one yeah. would make you giddy. I'm expecting... Calgary to win seven one and six nothing. Like that's my expectations. <laughs> There's really nowhere but up to go from so, there. <laughs> if they were to win a game, oh. I would rub it in oh, your God. faces. No. Mm. I'm for um, a while. I'm gonna be absent the next podcast. I don't know what's gonna happen, but I just can't be near him. Can you make me a promise in turn? Uh maybe. Can you make me a make me a promise that you're not gonna cheer? for or promote the success of the Edmonton Oilers this year? Oh, Andrew, we can't, I can't take it. My heart can't take it. <laughs> uh, only when they play against Calgary, I guess. You'll you'll keep your mouth shut when they play Calgary? No. No, he's I'll, only going to support them when they I'm play only Calgary. only support them when they play Calgary, yeah. Just to cause strife. And, Amanda, uh, talk, talk to him. Amanda, talk to him. I can't manage him. <laughs> he's an irrational being. I mean, I don't know what to say to that. The only time that I have a good time is when I disagree about sports with Nathan. And oh. in fact, I pretty much cheer for teams that he disdains because he disdains them. And you know what? We deserve this because in the year when the Canucks went all the way to the Stanley Cup finals, Nathan bought 
every single hat of、He、the opponent. A San Jose hat, a Chicago hat,、oh、Penguins、gosh. hat, a Nashville jersey. Yeah, and then we went to Vancouver wearing all of the opposition's、Not、clothing, <laughs> all of the things, <laughs> all of the things. And oh, and Andrew saved me from getting beaten up at a rest at a at a, at a pub at a bar. Yeah. <laughs> well, because yeah, like every time Nash, because Nashville and Vancouver were playing each other in the playoffs, and every time Nashville scored or every, every time Pekka Rinne made a big save, I was like, oh, Amanda was trying. <laughs> <laughs> and it was triumphant. Every time Vancouver or Luongo let a goal in, we would go "Loo!" and people would start clapping in the bar before realizing that they had just been scored on. It really wasn't a good vibe for、yeah. us. And when when Nashville scored, I was like, wah, wah, wah. "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. His predator noise needs some work, but it、uh, it had the desired effect on people wanting to kill him. Yeah. yeah. So. You know, we deserve this. I guess is my point.、Yeah. Uh, look at look at John. Look at down goes Brown's、uh, oddly specific prediction for the Oilers. We'll close with one that should maybe file under overly specific wishful thinking. The Oilers return to the playoffs and set an opening round matchup with the Flames in the first postseason battle of、oh. Alberta since 1991. You would really not like that, Nathan. No, I would not. Because I don't think it would turn out well for Calgary if that happened. Don't you think McDavid's gonna get tired?、Mm. No. At the end of the year, from all the weight of lifting the entire team on his back, yeah,、mm. for eighty-two games,、mm. and by just you know like racing out、mm. ahead of everybody and then looking exasperated as to why he has no one to pass to. It's at times like that. <laughs> It's at times like that that you wish you had Tom Wilson on your team. That's what Lucic is supposed to be. Just just blindside that bitch, right? <sighs> Am、yeah, right? something dirty. Something dirty.、Really、I hate dirty. that guy. <laughs> Although I shouldn't <laughs> say anything to the hockey gods about injuries because yeah, it, it fucked me. Well, I think、uh, does anybody else have anything they want to add, or are we gonna round this up? I think that was a good first week, a good first yeah first chat. Yeah, I mean we're gonna have. I mean as the podcast progresses, this is kind of a, an intro one where we talked about the narrative storyline stuff like that, and if there's any prevalent like. Big stories going on. Obviously, we'll probably open with that, and then we'll, you know, dive into what our team did. And there will be more content to digest because we'll be hyper analyzing and 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 getting right into the to the sadness and failures. I mean, we'll, we won't have much to say about their successes, but we'll be very very vocal about why they <laughs> sucked and why they lost. I can just picture it now, Amanda. If if Dallas has a rough week, it'll just be it'll be gold. From you, I think I will be very vulnerable. That's true. <laughs>、mm. If the Flames lose to the Oilers, though, I don't think Chelsea. I don't think we'll be able to do a podcast that week. I can't. Yeah. yeah, we won't be able to do one that week. That's okay. I'll do it for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you just be by yourself. Yeah, I'll just I'll、Oilers、do all the voices.、Won. I'll pretend to be everyone. Yep. All right, folks. Well, we're gonna put this up on Satsack Studios against the boards. We might、um, create some Twitter shit and some other nonsense, but we'll see how it goes. Right now, this is about us having a group session where we can support each other. Support each other. Talk about how you know how we need to get through this because there's not enough of that. There's not enough about the sadness、uh, that that fans have to endure. Okay. Bye. <laughs> that was interesting. Obscure hockey. Okay. 
that would be a fun segment. Like we're, we're adding an appendix uh, to this episode because Amanda just said that she needed an explanation of all the trophies. So we're going to do that quickly. We're going to just add it on at the end of this episode. Uh, Amanda, the heart trophy. Intern? Uh, the heart trophy? Mm-hmm. Actually, no. What, what uh, you, wait, 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 wait. Jesus. Wait. Amanda, what do you think the heart trophy is? <laughs> like, okay, so what I hope that it is is like the best guy in the locker room, you know, the real heart of the, the team, the Rudy of the team. <laughs> hmm. But I imagine it's probably not that. Hmm. Uh, intern, please continue. The Hart Memorial Trophy is the most valuable player. MVP. So, so yeah, it's kind of like the heart of the team. Yeah, pretty much. I'll accept that. We could twist that. Uh, the Art Ross Trophy. The Art Ross Trophy is the scoring title. Most points. Yeah. Oh. So there's so okay. the MVP, the Hart Trophy, has voting. They have to vote. The oh. journalists, the media, the media guys, uh, they certain media guys get attributed with a vote for the Hart Trophy, and they all vote, and then whoever has the most votes wins the Hart Trophy. Media people, not just coaches. No, it's all media. Oh, okay. Okay. And the Art Ross Trophy is an automatic. Whoever has the most points wins just it. Win. Yeah, like Jamie Ben won the Art Ross a couple years ago. Because but like uh, Connor McDavid has won it the last two years. Okay. Thank you. You're Thanks welcome. I probably just thought I'd let you know there, Flames fan. Now, Amanda probably knows the Norris trophy. I feel like that's like a defensive trophy of some kind. It is. It is for the best defenseman in the league. And then Venzina is the goalie one. The Vezina. Vezina. Is the best goalie. Okay. The Jennings that he was referring to is a shared award between tandem goalie situations yeah andy mog was a tandem goalie for his whole career for the best or what the lowest goals against is that what it is yeah okay and my favorite award huh. the lady bing lady bing lady bing <laughs> indeed it is for the player who is the most sportsman like yeah usually coincides with the person that has the le- least amount of penalty minutes oh who like, also gets a lot of points Calgary Flame Johnny Gaudreau has won the Lady Bing. He just won it. And my old favorite player, Martin St. Louis, also won it. Back to back. Multiple Saint-Louis times, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Selkie Trophy. It's the uh, Frank J. Selkie Trophy. <laughs> <laughs> Goes to the top defensive forward. Right. Usually, uh, you might as well just call it the Patrice Bergeron Award. <laughs> Because that's who wins it every year lately. However, Radic four out of six. Radic Faxa. Radic Faxa of the Dallas Stars is thought to become a Patrice Bergeron type player and is already being discussed as a like fifth, sixth position voting for the Selkie. And that's just you know as he gets better, that just he keeps getting pushed up the line. Should be mentioned that Klingberg also gets mentioned for the Norris, as well as uh, Giordano gets mentioned for the Flames. Uh, let's see here. What else you got? Uh, the Bill Masterson Trophy. Now you're just talking gibberish. No, the Bill Masterson Trophy. Intern, do you know what that is? It uh, It's qualities of perseverance and sportsmanship. Right. It's usually given to the comeback player of the year. Uh, so Brian Boyle won yeah. after his... Uh, Bout with cancer cancer mm-hmm. uh craig anderson won the year before out uh, with wife's cancer no yarma yager won the year before that i don't for know, being old, old. <laughs> for being um, forever old yeah, yeah. 
it's if someone has to overcome something and bounce back from some debilitating injury. So that's the trophy that you can trade in at a Denny's for like twenty percent off your meal. <laughs> wow. Right. Wow. Right. Uh the Jack Adams. What is what is the Jack Adams award? That goes to the man behind the bench who yeah. smashes sticks and rips ties. Yeah. You might as well call it the Jim Montgomery Award this year. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Who's that? I don't know. Monty? <laughs> Monty, Dallas Stars new coach from college. I just know him as Monty. Yes. And he is Jim because we have a bunch of gyms. That's the greatest part of the Dallas Stars is that the GM, <laughs> yeah, the GM, the president, and the coach are all named Jim. It's like, <laughs> hey, Jim. Hey, Jim. Jim. I just picture them shaking each other's hands, jimming each other off. <clears throat> and you going to give Jim a Jimmy? What am I missing here, intern? Oh, you're missing the Ted Lindsay Award, the Maurice Richard Trophy, uh, the Conn Smythe Trophy, the Calder Memorial Trophy, and the King Clancy Memorial Trophy. I'm so bored. So Calder is best is rookie of the year. Oh, okay. Uh, Rocket Richard is the top goal scorer, so that's an automatic that's not voted on. Whoever scores the most goals gets it. Um, And Conn Smythe is the MVP of the playoffs. Last year they gave it rightfully to Alexander Ovechkin of the Stanley Cup champion, Washington Capitals. Um, I think that was stolen from the goalie. Who I picked to win in the second round. It's documented. It's documented. Suck it. Suck it. (laughs) Uh, What's the uh, Ted Lindsay Award, Nathan? The Ted Lindsay Award is, okay, here's where he, Amanda, I need to prepare you for this. What? This is where he... Jerks off about Connor McDavid. This and... is the most outstanding player selected by the NHLPA, which means all the players in the NHL choose this person. Oh, so it's like the Oscars. They always get it right. It's like I play hockey. This guy's the best hockey player. Mm-hmm. Rightfully, Wayne Gretzky has five of these. Oh, did he also play for Edmonton? He did. Wow. And they Connor really McDavid deserve... has won the last two years. Expect him to win the next three. You know, Edmonton really deserves to have two, arguably three, generational. Yeah, same as Pittsburgh, Crosby and Lemieux. Those two are the next on the list of players that have won this award multiple times. <sighs> Lemieux at four, Crosby at three. See, why Why is he happy about it? That's <sighs> the question. Because it makes you so angry. Why? You know who's also on this? Ovechkin, three times. Why did we push record and do this to ourselves because amanda asked a question that needed to be answered king okay finish it up intern king clancy i'm pissed off now oh uh, i don't even know what it's an award i don't even know what king clancy is. it's the leadership and humanitarian contribution it's uh given to guys that give back in the community something that uh as a vancouver fan i'm used to seeing this given out to the sedines uh they've got it the last uh, two out of three years it's usually like we built we built a hospital for kids socialist Socialist okay. bastard. Okay. Um, yeah. What about the GM of the year award? Isn't that a new one? I don't know what that is. Yeah. There's a new one, Amanda. It's a GM of the year, and I don't remember the name. It won't apply to any of us anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Goodbye for real this time. Okay. Good okay, night. Bye. Okay. Bye.